Hey, Amarillo, I'm Jason Boyette, and you're listening to Hey Amarillo, the interview podcast featuring some of the most interesting people and stories of Amarillo, Texas. Hey Amarillo is sponsored by the Amarillo Economic Development Corporation. The Amarillo EDC promotes business expansion in the greater Amarillo area to build a stronger economy and increase the wealth of the community. You can learn more about the ways the Amarillo EDC is attracting new business and industry by visiting AmarilloEDC.com or following at AmarilloEDC on social media. So today is something new. Since I started this podcast back in 2017, that was 41 episodes ago, if anyone's counting at home. One of the things that listeners have told me they look forward to most in every episode is the segment I call Eight Straight. It occurs at the end, regardless of the guest, and I ask uh, similar questions to every person I interview about the city, about what they like best, about places or things that we need to improve on. Uh, It just allows them to share their opinion about Amarillo. And with that in mind, and with that being as popular as, as it is, I thought I'd introduce an occasional special episode like this one that is entirely built around eight straight questions. So instead of a 30-minute interview with a single person, you're going to hear three local people introduce themselves and then jump right into answering my eight straight questions. For this show, you'll meet Andrew Brandt, Angelina Medina, and John Early. Here they are. Andrew Brandt, welcome to the Hammerella Podcast. Thanks for being here. Oh, thank you for taking the time. So this is a special eight straight episode. Uh, we're pretty much only going to do the eight straight questions, but before we do that, I want to give you a chance to introduce yourself. So tell me who you are, what you do, how you ended up here in Amarillo. Sure. Andrew Brandt. I'm the digital marketing strategist for Phone Medic of Amarillo. We do technology repair and internet marketing. Before that, I was the owner and lead computer technician at All-Star Computer Service. Uh, I did that for six years and then bought Phone Medic this last year. Uh, it's been an incredible journey. Uh, moved here 12 years ago to go to WT and bought a house because got stuck and love the city. Where did you live before you came here? Originally from Vernon, Texas. Okay. Yep. So do you have family in Vernon still? Or? My, my dad still lives in Vernon. I have uh, some family in Vernon. Uh, my mom lives in Phoenix now. But no, I'm, I'm pretty much rooted in Amarillo now. I, I tell people, I've been here for 12 years. I consider myself native. Why did you decide to stay here? I mean, what, what was the draw after completing college? I have kids. Okay. And I love the city. It's a great size city for raising a family. Um, and then I started my business here. And I really felt like I hit lightning in a bottle. I don't think any other circumstance I could have in any other city, I could have been as successful as I was other than Amarillo, Texas so at that time. the size of this compared to like the Metroplex area, Denton, anywhere like that, you think this is sort of ideal for what you do? You know, I, I love traveling there. I would hate to live there. Yeah, I, I hate the traffic down there. I hate that it takes 45 minutes to get anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I left my office on Georgia Street and I was here at your studio within 10 minutes. You know, I love that. I think a lot of people would identify with uh, those feelings about Amarillo. Uh, even with the construction and road stuff that we've got now, it's still fairly easy to get around. You know, it, it could be a lot worse. Like I said, if you lived in the Metroplex, it's going to take you 45 minutes to yeah. an hour to get anywhere. And that's that construction is just daily. daily. It doesn't ever get better. There's there's a part of 287 that you drive into uh, going into Fort Worth. And I swear they've been working on that since I was 14 years yeah, old. I think that's true. Yep. Um, okay, so let's do the eight straight. What I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you eight straight questions. Okay. Uh, you've listened to the podcast. You know the drill. Uh, your job as my guest is to answer those however you'd like. Okay. I may follow up with some other questions, but... Uh, Let's get to it. What's your all-time favorite Amarillo restaurant? Uh, Leal's Mexican Restaurant. Okay. I love Leal's. Um, I'm really excited for the new location that, that Victor announced uh, earlier this week. 
Uh, I think it's going to be great, uh, a great cornerstone for the Wolfland Village. Right. Right. They're, they're moving to that new location in Wolfland. And I know it's going to be you know, maybe a year or two before it gets there, but uh, the food there is great. Victor's a great guy and uh, really enjoy eating there. Okay. What's your go-to Amarillo coffee shop? Palace Coffee. Uh, I like the one downtown. And when I was at WT for the last, I think, year that I was there, uh, they, they had opened uh, the one on the square in Canyon, and that's how I got introduced to Palace. Uh, I was very excited when they opened the one uh, downtown, and then now there's the one on, I think it's uh, 34th and Coulter, mm-hmm. which is fairly close to where I live. And also on campus at Amarillo College now. That's what I hear. I haven't been to that one. Uh, that one's really nice. It's one of the biggest ones. pretty spacious. Okay. Um, but, I mean, there's a lot, of, a lot of students in there all the time. What does this area have too much of? Too much of, gosh, you know, a lot of people right now would say road construction, um, but I think construction in general, and, and I understand why there's all the construction right now. Uh, I know there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of money that's kind of like spend it or lose it money mm-hmm. uh, right now, especially on the roads, uh, you know, with grant money. But also, you know, there's there's a ton of these like small shopping centers that have popped up all over right. the place, and and I worry about uh, flooding a market. Um, are you going to find small small businesses, you know, mom and pop shops who are going to one pay for the square footage of these places, you know, they're in really high end parts of town, and two, enough businesses to fill them, or are we just gonna have a bunch of empty buildings in eight to ten years? Right. So we've got Emerald has a lot of those strip mall types of shopping centers. And they just all seem to kind of pop up on you know all right. at once. And the new ones are on the southwest side of town. Those are not completely full after they, you know, are finished. But then the older ones are not completely full either. Right. And so it's not like there's a lack of space. It's more developers are anticipating that there might be demand someday. But right, and you know, and we even see it downtown. You know, there's a huge you know commercial property area you know, right across where the new ballpark is. And yeah, I, Buchanan I, Street. When they're asking for twenty nine to thirty three dollars a square foot on something like that, I wonder the staying power of small businesses to be able to afford something like that. Okay, what does this area not have enough of? We don't have enough of small patio style eateries. Um, I love uptown in Dallas. I love um, the small neighborhood feel of, gosh, I was just there uh, with my wife and daughter. We went to this place called Tacos and Tequila. And it's this great little Tacos and Tequila bistro. And you have the small like patio eatery and it was the green foliage. And it's just beautiful down in downtown Dallas, even though it's like hot and humid down there. It's still gorgeous. And even there's those kind of eateries in Phoenix where it even gets mm. sweltering hot in the summer. But whenever you have that that small neighborhood community patio style eatery places, um, I really think it draws in our age people, you know, to, to venture out a little bit. What do you like about that compared to, say, your typical restaurant indoors environment? I mean, what is what does the outside patio give you as a diner? Uh, it gives you a little more, a little different ambiance. Um, you know, you're you're outside, you can smell different things. Um, you just have different sounds. Uh, an inside diner restaurant, you know, you just you sit down, you get your food, you pay the check, and you leave. Whereas if you're if you're outside, you may be slowing down, enjoying your time a little bit more. What's your favorite building in downtown Amarillo? Favorite building in downtown Amarillo? Well, right now it's a hole in the ground but it's going to be a ballpark mm-hmm. and I'm so excited for it. I'm a huge baseball fan. I've been You're wearing a, a Cubs hat. Right I, I'm wearing a Chicago Cubs hat. Uh, I, I love baseball. Uh, I like to say that the baseball is my sports love and soccer is my sports crush. And I'm, I'm so excited to watch uh, minor league affiliated minor league baseball here in Amarillo. I was a fan of the Dillas, you know, when I was in college, I would go to 
the independent minor league games there when they're the Sox and the, the Thunderheads. Mm-hmm. Um, I've enjoyed Amarillo baseball for, for several years. And I've heard of this this downtown ballpark thing for almost 10 years now. And so finally to see it become a reality uh, is very exciting. As a baseball fan, talk to me about the difference between, say, the Dillas watching independent Texas League sure. and watching you know, a double-A team okay. that has professional players, mm-hmm. may have rehabbing major league players. Right. I mean, do this? Do the stakes feel bigger with a double A team? Like much this? bigger, much bigger, because double A is where your future stars are. Uh, independent league uh, baseball, all due respect, you know, if you played, if you paid attention to it, is wash ups. Okay, mm-hmm. it's guys who are either on their last leg, um, didn't make the cut of a minor league or affiliated team, uh, may have played in the majors, got cut, couldn't make another team, got outright released. Um, so yes, those are professional baseball players as well. I'm not sitting here and, t- and saying that they're not, but yes, the stakes are higher with affiliated minor league ball, especially at the double a level. These are guys who are within a year of reaching the major leagues. These are the guys who, you know, your Bryce Harper's and your Chris Bryant's who are going to spend a year at double a to get their footing and then move up to the majors. And that's typically where they are double a before they move up to the majors. Triple a is not always you know, the brightest prospects. Right. You'll see a lot of your, your rehabbing guys mm-hmm. at AAA. You'll see a lot of guys who are up and down between a minor league and a major league team. They may spend a lot of time at AAA. Uh, AA is where it's at. What's your favorite kind of Texas Panhandle weather? I love late April, early May, mm-hmm. when it's been cold and you're going, oh gosh, is winter almost over? And then you get those days when it's 80 degrees, maybe still be like, you know, 55 in the morning, but then the afternoon hits and it's 80 degrees and there's baseball on the radio for the first time in six months. And you're just like, yes, this is it. Spring is here. Pre-mosquitoes. Pre-mosquitoes. Yeah. The mosquitoes haven't made it out yet. Yep. That's a good time of year. Uh, what was, when was the last time you visited Cadillac Ranch? My mom was in town, mm, I think last summer and I took her out there. And we spray painted some cars and just looked around and took the kids. Was that by her request? I mean, is it something she wanted to see? By her request, okay. yeah. yeah. We we went to Cadillac Ranch and then we drove all the way across I-40 to uh, the Big Texan. Yeah. Had to have dinner at the Big Texan. The two big Amarillo gateways on I-40. Right. You're coming in or out of Amarillo mm-hmm. by those two. Uh, okay, so I want to ask you to align yourself with a certain team. Are you a Pakistan guy or a Toot and Totem guy? Pakistan is much closer to my house. Uh, there's a Pakistan at 34th and Western that we frequent quite often. Beyond the geography, do you have a feeling plus or minus pro or against either one of those? Uh, I really don't. Um, this is this is an unpopular opinion in, in, in Amarillo, but a convenience store is a convenience store, mm-hmm. right? As long as I can get my you know, 32 ounce soda and a pack of M and M's, it's you know whoever's closest at the moment. And both are local anyway. It's right. not like you're going to a 7-Eleven or anything like that. And which we don't, which we have don't have, here. we don't have, we have pack a sack and <laughs> Okay. So, uh, Andrew, that concludes the, the eight straight questions. I like to end by asking my guests to endorse something related to the area. So what's something you would want other people locally to know about, to experience, to be aware of? Sure. Um, the starlight ranch event center out on East I 40, it's a pain to get there right now. You know, with all the construction on I 40, especially, uh, going East out of downtown towards Ross, right. 
Um, but get out to Starlight Ranch. Part it's, of the Big Texan family. Part of the Big Texan family. It's where they're going to build the new Big Texan restaurant, you know, on this premises of this uh, was the old water park. Um, it's a blast. It's a it's a backyard party every weekend. Uh, they have great bands coming through. They have a mini golf course, a maze. You know, there's the zip line, I think, mm-hmm. is the, the big draw. But really, it's just go out, have a good time under the stars, uh, get a couple of drinks, have a beer. They've got like street food style, um, taco truck style, uh, eatery stuff. Um, you can get burgers and tacos and that kind of thing. But uh, just hang out, listen to bands, play some, uh, play some bags, some cornhole. Mm-hmm. Uh, have a good time. Andrew Brandt, thanks uh, for being on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you. It. Angelina Medina, welcome to the Hamrella Podcast. I appreciate you being here. Thank you. Uh, this is an eight straight only episode, but before we get to those questions, I want to give you a chance to introduce yourself to listeners. So tell me who you are and what you do. My name is Angelina, as you said, and I am owner of Short Eared Dog Photography. I work with Sad Monkey Media and I run an Etsy store that sells vintage clothing. Okay. So that's a variety of, yes. of different things. How long have you been here in Amarillo? Most of my life, I moved away for a few years here and there, but Amarillo seems to always pull me right back. Okay. Does the work you do for Sad Monkey, is it only photography? Do you do design or any other um, types of Most of the design is Daniel's thing. Uh, I do photography and some social media management. And then if I need to help out with some website design, I do a little bit, but mostly photography. Why have you decided to, to sort of set up shop here in Amarillo? It's actually a really exciting time to get in on the ground floor as Amarillo is developing. Um, This is probably the best time to start a business or start a company, and I'm going to take advantage of that. And I love the city. I've been here long enough that I know a really good community of people. Okay, And you've you've sort of got that, uh, I guess, a millennial type of mindset where you're doing Mm -hmm. multiple things. You've got multiple business interests or or specialties. is that something you did on purpose or is that something that just you kind of fell into with the Etsy store and with photography and, and that sort of stuff? I think that is a millennial thing just because we need to make money mm-hmm. and uh, we don't have a, a business plan like uh, our parents did. You know, we don't have a company that's going to offer us a retirement plan. So we have to kind of do it ourselves and it usually means that you take on multiple business ventures at a time. So... But Emerald has a pretty robust creative community. I mean, there's yes. a lot of people that are maybe not doing exactly what you do, but are doing something similar. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's uh, I grew up here, you know, as a teenager, we <laughs> we were the weirdos and the freaks. And we've grown up to open our own businesses. And it's making for a really beautiful and interesting city. What kinds of things do you sell at your Etsy store? Uh, it's mostly just vintage clothing. Um, I really enjoy going to... Estate sales, garage sales, and auctions. I grew up doing that with my mom, and it's just a way to actually make money off of it instead of just spend money. So, What's the name of that store? It is Tibble and Pim. Okay. It's the name of my cats. (laughs) Okay. Did they get any royalties? Uh, They're spoiled enough, yeah. Okay. Well, let's get to the eight straight questions. I'm going to ask you, um, as you you know as a listener, I'm going to ask you eight straight questions. Your job as my guest is to answer those in whatever degree of detail you'd like to. Um, I may offer a follow-up question, depending on what you say, but uh, let's get to it. What is your all-time favorite Amarillo restaurant? Okay, this is a really unfair question because we have amazing restaurants, but I'm a sucker for tacos, like most people. 
So I go to El Giro, uh, which is there's one on Bell just north of Plains. And then the taco truck is actually on Grand and the Boulevard. And it's super inexpensive, locally owned. And I think it's actually female owned. You might want to check that, but I think it is. Okay. Uh, delicious, delicious food. And I have, so I, I've eaten at a lot of Amarillo's Mexican food joints, and Tex-Mex places. I've never eaten at El Giro. I've, I've driven past it plenty mm-hmm. of times. Um, what, I mean, tell me, tell me what I'm missing with it. Um, so you get street tacos, which is obviously their, uh, biggest item. And I think, you know, they're a dollar something each, so you can get a variety, but they have, my husband really likes lingua. That's his favorite. Mm-hmm. I really like the El Pastor. Their meats are delicious. It's definitely not vegetarian, vegan friendly, but, uh, it's obviously recipes that they've had for a long time and everything comes out perfect every time. More on the authentic Mexican food spectrum. I would still than call it. I would still call it Tex-Mex, um, but it is with a much better Mexican. I guess. I guess they're more like the grandparents' recipes, is okay. what it seems like. What's your go-to Amarillo coffee shop? This one is kind of tricky too. Um, for black coffee, Taylor Gresham at Evocation is roasting some amazing coffees. But I'm a sucker for Palace because that's where I met my husband. Um, Patrick and Crystal Burns are accidental matchmakers. They've had a lot of couples come out of there. So, and then probably a bit of a shout out to 806 for amazing live music and supporting local art. Okay. Now your husband is a barista at yes. Palace. That yeah. Correct? So you've got a family connection there. Well, yeah, we actually worked together there and that's how we met each other. And Patrick and Crystal have created a really good family, uh, to, it's a good family atmosphere, and everyone really loves each other. Are you the only married couple that has resulted from that, or are there more? Uh, there's several. Okay. <laughs> Some with kids, so I'd All say right. they've done a good job. So there, there's like multiple generations now yeah. of palace <laughs> yeah. connections. Yeah. All right, this is a question I ask of all my guests. What does this area have too much of? Drivers that believe they are invincible. Okay. So I worked for a friend of mine who is a personal injury lawyer, And time and time again have seen lives ruined by uh, irresponsible driving. It was either, you know, a cell phone or intoxication or just reckless abandon. And it's unfortunate that we get behind a wheel and we think that we're in control because we're not. And I've unfortunately experienced that myself. Uh, And I'm not saying I'm perfect. You know, none of us are. We easily get distracted. But... I've driven in a lot of cities and I feel like Amarillo for some reason is a little bit more aggressive. Mm -hmm. So I would like to see that change. I would like people to actually take a little bit more responsibility and calm down. You don't have to be first in line and we're all going to get there. We're all just trying to get there and it's better to get there alive. I can get behind that. I've, (laughs) I've heard this. That's a curious answer to me because I've had guests say exactly what you've said. I've also had guests say, you know, I came from the Metroplex area and everybody here drives way too slow. That's a problem too. It is. And that's, I mean, that can be unsafe as well. Uh, it's a, it's just a matter of being an aware driver and a respectful driver. I think that's a big issue is people have a very first, uh, a very me first mentality mm-hmm. and that makes for dangerous roadways and it ruins lives in a split second and it's not worth it. Okay. What does this area not have enough of? Okay. (laughs) 
I might ruffle some feathers with this one. I apologize. Uh, friendly- you may have already done that with your previous answer. Oh, so that's I fine. Didn't. I'm not worried All about right. that one. Um, friendly competition. Uh, this is a small city, mm-hmm. and we are in the process of growing. And that means we're going to have a lot of the same businesses. So I've had a lot of friends and acquaintances that have opened their own business or started their own company. And they started out as the only one or only one of a few. And as the city grows, there's going to be more competition, which is good. It's a sign of a good, healthy economy. But unfortunately, coming from a small town mentality, that's new for us. And that can be scary. And uh, unfortunately, I've seen out of fear and insecurity, people lash out to the new companies instead of supporting each other. And this is a community. I mean, we we are small, so we're still of that small town community feel, but we are afraid to lose out on something. And that's that's not what's going to happen. If we have two of the same business close to each other, you're not going to cancel each other out. You're going to support each other and push each other to be better, which is only going to help the city. Right. And I think we've seen that in, you know, the the different coffee businesses here. I mean, you've had multiple um, shops open, whether mm-hmm. Palace or Roasters has been here forever, Evocation, and it's created a culture where they, I don't, I don't think a lot of people are like, I will never go to Roasters. I'll only go to Palace. But it, each one has, has sort of, you, you think it's making the other better or, or making them work harder, at least to attract customers? I mean, as you know, Amarillo is, they have pockets and those pockets are going to support what they love. And that's worked out. I mean, you see it with Palace and Evocation. They're right next to each other over on Coulter, but each shop has such a dedicated following that they're doing just fine and they're both creating great product. So I don't see why these businesses, and this is not just them, this is this is a multitude of, of different companies here in town, there's no reason to try and tear each other down or to, to lash out at each other. They're not out to get you. They're out to make this city better. And we need those services. And we have ample room to grow and plenty of people to support those businesses. So just do your best. And if they're doing good, then do better. Um, what's your favorite building in downtown Amarillo? Okay, the Amarillo Ice Building. Um, it has no windows, obviously, because it was an ice building where they would manufacture these big chunks of ice and then deliver them out to homes and restaurants. Uh, it's, it's such a cool, ominous building. That's, it does have an owner. It's under new ownership and he's in the process of figuring out what to do with it, which is a challenge considering it's such a massive space with no windows. And from what I Remember, I don't believe there are any floors. I think it's just a, it's just a big, big open. open space. So I know eventually it will become something really cool. Now, it's it's on 3rd Street. Is that it's right? It's up by the, uh, the train Close tracks. Close to the train tracks. Yeah. A little bit separate from the rest of downtown. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, it is a cool building. And you can it still is. see the Emerald Ice yeah. sign painted on the, the Which I hope stays there. I hope they never cover that. All right, so that's that's a, a building that maybe will have some uh, some revitalization soon. I sure hope so. Yeah. What's your favorite kind of Texas Panhandle weather? Oh man, uh, a good spring thunderstorm, which we really haven't had much of this year. No. Um, we haven't had a spring this year. Um, just the the cool winds and the smell of the rain and the dirt. That is definitely where I find my peace. 
All right. So despite the violence on the horizon, you, you find it to be yeah, peaceful. Yeah, I, you know, I grew up here, so tornadoes are definitely something terrifying. Uh, but I've also noticed that Tornado Alley has moved, mm -hmm. so it's less of a threat. When was the last time you visited Cadillac Ranch? It's probably been a few years. I only usually go if a family wants to take photos out mm -hmm. there or if I have a friend from out of town. But it's hard to get a good photo because there's a ton of people, people which there. is good. That's a good thing. All right. Um, and you talked about healthy competition. Um, so I, I want you to align yourself with a team, Pack-A-Sack or Toot and Totem? Pack-A-Sack, which it should be called Pack-A-Snack because they have really good snacks. <laughs> I mean, do they carry different types of snacks oh, yeah. than you can get at Toot and Totem? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't really hang out at gas stations, but <laughs> I grew up in Canyon, so we didn't have Toot and Totem, and we just had Pack-A-Sack. Right. But I would, you know, walk there with a couple dollars in my hand and get some really good junk food. And I know now they offer a, a few more healthy options. Well, but I, I think you can get Eads beef there now. Yeah, you know, yeah. If, if you're in the habit of buying steak at From convenience stores. gas station, yeah. You can do that here. <laughs> Okay, so that concludes the uh, the eight straight questions. I like to end by asking my guests to give an endorsement. So is there something locally that you would want people to know about or to experience? The youth of our area, I think, is very, very important to the future of our city and the growth. Um, and I mean the youth in every neighborhood, not just specific well-off neighborhoods. These are the kids that... We have future artists, future politicians, future engineers, uh, entrepreneurs, and they deserve to be supported and encouraged. And we are responsible for that as a community to reach out and to, you know, offer financial assistance and education and encouragement. And that's sad to see that as much as I love Amarillo, it's still not very well integrated. Mm -hmm. uh, I know there's a lot of people that are striving to change that, and that's beautiful, and I hope that continues. I think the only way this city is going to become a diverse cultural hub is if we continue to, uh, to reach out to those kids and find those brilliant minds that are tucked away in a variety of neighborhoods and, and help them achieve their goals. So any, any sort of organization that does that type of mentoring or mm -hmm. preparation for adulthood or holistic approach to, to helping kids is, yeah. is doing that sort of work. Yeah. And that's how as a community we guarantee the future of our city and to, you know, make it more interesting. All right. Angelina Medina, thank you for being on Hammerill podcast. I thank appreciate you. it. So if you live here, you already know that Amarillo is a great place to live and work and to grow. People love raising their families here, and our local high schools and colleges produce extremely talented people. But what if those graduates don't stick around? What if they go away after they graduate? Or what if young workers aren't enticed to come to Amarillo? They never discover the quality of life here. They don't learn about the benefits of this community before taking a job before applying for a job. For Amarillo to succeed, we need the unique talents and skills that our future workforce possesses. And it's that thinking that's behind a new workforce development strategy at the Amarillo Economic Development Corporation. The Amarillo EDC is focusing efforts to recruit and retain the best talent to our area. 
while also investing in our current student population to encourage them to get engaged with the local workforce. To do this, the EDC works with community organizations, school districts, colleges, to ensure that the local workforce is positioned for success. And that's why the Emerald EDC is excited about the next generation of workers and is working to equip them to create innovative, beneficial solutions to improve our community. You can learn more about these workforce development efforts by contacting Sabrina Meck, that's Sabrina at AmarilloEDC.com, or by following the Amarillo EDC on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn. John Early, welcome to the Hey Amarillo podcast. Hey, great to be here. So we're doing a special eight straight episode, and that's what you're here for. But before we get to those questions, I want to sort of let you identify yourself. Tell me what you do and how long you've been in this area. I'm an investment advisor, and I've recently written a book, and I'm a lifelong native. I've been here, I'm actually a third generation Amarillo. My grandfather moved here in 1909. Wow, what did he do? He did a number of things. He was, he built the first grain elevator in Amarillo, and oh, he was okay. in the furniture business for a while, and he was an investor. He was in on some oil wells, and he was quite a a philanthropist. Uh, he built a big three-story house on Harrison Street and ended up donating it to West Texas A&M. And, or it was West Texas State, West at, Texas that, State. at that time. Mm-hmm. And anyway, they had classes here for okay. in that building, for in that house for a little while. And then they sold it. What's the name of your business? Your Economic Leads. Okay. And then you've written a book about that kind of thing? Actually, the book is about what the distribution of incentive that creates widespread prosperity. There's, there was a 36-year period where the economy grew 5.1%, annualized 5.1% mm-hmm. a year, versus the last 28 years when GDP has only grown at 2.4%. And the tax policy that is vastly different in the two periods so that I'm, I'm look, trying to identify what policy distributes the incentive in a way. How do you divide up the pie that creates the best incentive to create widespread prosperity? Uh, what's, what's the name of the book? Put Money in Your Pocket. And then the subtitle is Vote, Double Your Income, Build the Middle Class, and Make the 21st Century an American Century. And where can people find it? On Amazon. Your family, uh, having lived here for so long, you know, do, do you have any idea like why your grandfather came here in the first place? I mean, what brought him to this area? They had been in, he, his family had been in the grain elevator business down, I think it was near Waco. And he moved up here. I think they were just kind of expanding territory, looking okay. for fresh territory. But, you know, I don't remember him. I never met my grandfather. He passed before I was born. And I don't remember my father who told lots of stories and jokes. I don't remember him answering that specific question. Never the real origin story. <laughs> I didn't get the whole origin story. <laughs> okay. Well, let's get, uh, let's get to the, the eight straight uh, questions. So uh, I'm going to ask you eight straight questions. Your okay. job as my guest is to answer those in whatever degree of detail you would like to. Um, so the first one is, what is your go-to Amarillo coffee shop? I guess I go to Roasters more than any place else. The one on Georgia. On Georgia. And why is that? Why do you choose that one? It's really close to me. Okay. <laughs> location. And, and uh, lo- location is a big part of that. And, and I know I've known Craig 
for for a long time. Uh, so. I mean, Roasters is the original. I mean, it's been yeah. around for twenty five years. Right. What is the last time you visited Cadillac Ranch? Are you not talking about just driving by, but getting out of actually the car, getting out of the car, car and walking going up, up to it? Um, I'm not exactly sure. Probably seven years ago. You remember the circumstances that took you out there that time? I, I was showing, taking someone out to show it. Somebody know? from out of town? Someone from out of town, yeah. Um, okay, this is a question I ask of all my guests. What does this area have too much of? Right now, construction on I-40 is what we have too much of. And that's and, a and, fairly and, common answer. And uh, eventually we'll appreciate it when it's done, but it's a little bit of a nuisance right now. You get the sense that Amarillo has a lot of construction now because we're sort of catching up, you know, to places like Metroplex where there's always tax dollars going into road maintenance and stuff like that. And we haven't had that in a long time. So That's probably an accurate assessment that, I mean, when, when the money was available, it needed to be spent if we, we were going to get it, I suppose. So, and, and it'll be good in the long run. Right. But right now, it's a nuisance. What does this area not have enough of? Well, we could certainly use more rain. I think what we don't have enough of is good-paying jobs and economic growth. I was kind of shocked a few weeks ago when I looked at the, the national data, the government data, that shows GDP growth for Amarillo versus Lubbock. And Lubbock had been growing about twice. Is Amarillo. And I think it would be great if we had more high paying jobs. While we have a very low unemployment rate, I think when people, if they lose a good job here, they go somewhere else. Right. So I, I think we need more growth and more high paying jobs. And that's a problem. I, I've heard people addressing it lately that, you know, the, the low employment rate keeps those high paying jobs from coming to Amarillo. Because there's not a workforce for it. And I mean, it, it sort of is a cycle that, that keeps perpetuating. I'm not sure that's maybe a chicken and an egg type of thing. If there were stronger growth, more high paying jobs would come and we would retain more of our best people. Do you have a sense of what needs to change in order to? Bring oh, gosh, in more I wish that? I did. I wish I did. Okay, what is your all time favorite local restaurant? You've lived here for a long time, so it could be something that is here now or something that used to be here and is long gone. I guess the, the place that I like a lot right now is Coyote Bluff. Why do you like Coyote Bluff? I like the, 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 the mushroom and Swiss burger is mm -hmm. my, my go-to out there, and I really like that on the whole wheat bun, medium rare. It is, a, it is one of those restaurants that not everybody in town has been to. Because it's on, you know, east side of town. It's a, a small little joint, it, you know. It, it and, is a small little joint. But it's got joint. a reputation that's huge outside of Amarillo. I mean, it's been on TV shows. It gets a lot of publicity. When you go there, I mean, do you get a sense that it's locals there or it's people passing through on I-40 who, who come in? I always thought it was mostly locals. But I know... One time I had a, a guest from out of town, and that was one of the two or three places she wanted to go. She knew about it already. She, she, yeah, she had Googled and knew mm -hmm. about it. Okay. How do you describe Amarillo to people outside the area who don't live here? Amarillo has some of the friendliest people I know. 
one of the things I, in, in addition to the friendliness of the people, I enjoy the big sky from broad horizon to broad and the sunrises and sunsets. Some days there literally won't be a cloud in the sky. And then there are other times we're really glad to see those clouds in right. rain. <laughs> right. Okay. And then uh, this, is, this is a question that I often ask. I find that people tend to divide themselves into certain camps. So are you a Pakistan guy or a Tutan Totem guy? Do you have a preference? I get to Tutan Totem a little more than Pakistan, but more of a United and Sam's guy. Okay. Actually, so fewer convenience stores, more. Yeah, not larger. too many. Not too many convenience stores. What about if, if you're filling up with gas or something? I usually fill up out at Sam's. Okay, prices are better. Prices are better. And then that that concludes our eight straight questions. Um, I like to end uh, with each guest by asking them to endorse something. So, what is something about this area? that you would want listeners to know about or experience? One of the organizations I've enjoyed being a part of is Lone Star Runners Club. Okay. I've been running a little more the last few years, and you get discounts to the races, and it's a great group of people to be associated with, and they have an awesome Christmas. And they've been active in this area for several decades now. Oh, yes. Um, tell me, uh, tell me about the running that you do. Are, do you run races and stuff or is it just sort of casual? It's mostly casual. I've run in the last few years, I've run several 5Ks and I, I run two to four times a week and it varies from six miles to 22 miles a week. I'm probably only going to get eight miles this week. Depends on the wind depends <laughs> on the weather. Left to my own devices, I'm a kind of a wimpy runner. But if I'm running, meeting some people to run, I'll run in almost anything. I, I'm, I'm pretty brave when it comes to, to weather, if it's a group. I, I ran the, the resolution run, which was on New Year's mm-hmm. morning, and it was five degrees. Mm-hmm. And we got out, and I had on almost the perfect amount of clothes to run mm-hmm. that five-degree weather. <laughs> And then that was several sets of clothes, I imagine. It was just one layer on the legs, but four layers on okay. top. <laughs> Tell me, I, I am familiar with Lone Star Runners Club uh, as a runner because th- they are always the ones you know, doing the timing chip and right. running that part of the race. But if you've actually run with them as a group, I mean, what, what is that like? What do you enjoy? Most of the running I've done is, is by myself. And it's just nice to be part of a group and have other people to, to talk with and, and to keep pace with. And as I said, I'm, I'm much braver weather-wise running with people. John Early, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Oh, it's great to be here. And that concludes the episode. I want to say thanks to my guests for this episode. Uh, to Andrew Brandt of Amarillo Phone Medic, to Angelina Medina of Short Ear Dog Photography, and to John Early of economic leads. I also want to say thanks to the AEDC, the Amarillo Economic Development Corporation, for sponsoring the podcast. You can learn more about Hey Amarillo by going to heyamarillo.com. You can dig into past episodes there. Follow us on social media at Hey Amarillo on Twitter. Look up Hey Amarillo on Facebook. There's uh, a lot of stuff there. Or you can follow the podcast on Instagram at Hey Amarillo Podcast. Thank you for listening. Leave a review, share the podcast with a friend. And let me know if you like this format as a special episode. 
My name is Jason Boyette, and I'll see you next week.